another week of Have a Chat with Matt. Today we're joined by Frankie. Frankie is a nutrition coach. He's, um, he's a personal trainer. He runs his own gym in America. Frankie, how are you, buddy? Introduce yourself. Uh, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, so like Matt was saying, I've, uh, I've been a coach for about eight years now. Um, and I work at a gym called Faster Fitness. We opened actually, uh, it'll be eight years ago in January. Um, that'll be our eight year anniversary. So uh, from there, also now I do all the nutrition coaching for the gym. And then I also own an online nutrition company called For You Nutrition, um, which is strictly all online coaching. Uh, so that's a little bit so far about me. Um, but I got into coaching a long, long way, way before uh, personal training from um, just from sports. And ever since I was a little kid, you know, I've been training other people um, to get ready for football, to get ready for basketball. Uh, it's funny. I was thinking of a story the other day of like back in third grade, um, do it, running like a little boot camp at the at our playground to do a show and tell. And uh, I got like 10 kids to go up there and do like jumping jacks and burpees and things like that. So, you know, I've been coaching people for longer than uh, eight years, but eight years professionally. Awesome, man. So you had it going from an early age, huh? Yeah, pretty much. I started with sports. You know, I've always been into fitness. Um, I started uh, playing football when I was eight years old. Um, I wrestled in high school as well. And then I ran track too. Um, so, you know, sports kind of was the door to get me into personal training and just training in general because, you know, I use training as a tool to get ready for my sports. And then once the sports ended, you know, I had a little gap there where I didn't train as much and, you know, got back into training and fell in love with actually training. And um, my personal favorite is just training myself like an athlete still because I still resonate with being an athlete. And I like that that type of training and that feeling that I get from training. And, you know, now it's transferring into training other people. Yeah, I love it, man. It's the type of stuff we do around here. So, um, so Frankie, so you're doing everyday clients, athletes? Uh, yeah, everyday, every, everyday people. So I'd say my average, my, my client, our clients that we have at the gym are moms, um, typical moms that are sports moms. They have at least two kids, baseball moms, um, a couple soccer moms, but yeah, just for everyday mothers who are, you know, got to that point where they've had kids and now you know they want to get get themselves back to where they were before they had kids in their 20s um, so I work with the everyday person you know occasionally we'll do some athletes like we have a couple of the high school teams around here like we have one of the high school uh, soccer teams uh, basketball teams as well but I would say our bread and butter is definitely um, the the soccer mom or the baseball mom yeah, awesome, man. And now, what's one of the most common injuries you see around there? Because we get a lot of clients that come in here, and um, the most common things are shoulders. People with rounded shoulders, banged up, uh, low back pain. Yeah, uh, similar. Yeah, I would say a lot of um, a lot of lower back. You know, a lot of people suffer from lower back and also like upper cross syndrome, right? That rounded shoulders. Um, whether they realize it or not, you know, as a coach, you know, I can see, I can spot those people out. And the reason why they have their lower back pain is because of those rounded shoulders. And then, 
you know, they're compensating so much to that lower back. So I'd say lower back is definitely our number one um, problem that we see. But now, you know, fast forward as we've grown as coaches and as we've grown as a facility, um, we've recognized the value of recovery now with these people. And uh, yeah. obviously this this month where, you know, I talked to you a little bit earlier about the challenge that we're doing. So we have people that are training a little bit more than they usually would. Um, but now all our coaches are certified in a stretch and recovery uh, certification that we're rolling out here in November and December mm-hmm. so that we can start so we can start addressing some of these injuries. And um, this year, too, a big push that we made was inc- uh, increasing the amount of mobility that we do. So all our classes, whether you do a group class, whether you do semi-private training, whether you do personal training, each one has some type of mobility built into it in the warm up and then also in the cool down as well too. I love um, the more, yeah, the more you get into more of the personal training and semi private training, the more personalized it is towards the person, um, and we can prescribe mobility based off of that. Obviously, strength training and that stuff is our number one priority, but we want people to be feeling their best. So. You know, 2020, our big thing is now that we have mobility in place, um, now increasing the recovery with our recovery sessions as well, too. You know, you're only as good as you can recover. Yeah, that's so true, man. And it's kind of hard because everyone's kind of, um, everyone wants to go balls to the wall, you know, 100 miles an hour, burpees every day, you know. So it's kind of hard when, even when I program face pulls, or banded mm-hmm. parts, things like that. Uh, YWT Superman holds. People are like, "Oh, come on, where's the intense stuff?" So, and no, I love. I definitely get you there. You know, with your mobility. Yeah, we 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 still prescribe. You know, the intense stuff because I think as a coach and as you know, uh, somebody who's you know, it just deals with. I've dealt with some people for so long and. If you give them, you know, you need to give them a little bit of what they want, but also you need to give them what they need. And, you know, no matter what, I guarantee you, if you talk to any of the clients that I train in a semi-private or private base, they will tell you that I live by the band facing pools, band pull aparts, band dislocations, That's so uh, prone, prone cobras. Um, you know, it's, and now I think, you know, we started really hammering that this year and, you're starting to see some of the big differences. I have a couple of women who had very bad posture and, you know, it was funny that we brought this up like two weeks ago, you know, in one of my sessions, one of the moms was telling the other one, she's like, wow, like your postures improved so much. And then I explained to them, it was a great way that she pointed out that from all the band facing pulls that we've been doing, you know, it seems repetitive, but we need to keep doing that repetitive motion in order to correct all the imbalances they have. And, you know, she's noticed even at work that she doesn't get as much neck pain. Um, she doesn't get the lower back pain that she used to, and that she's even noticed how much her shoulders have uh, rolled back too. So we always, you know, we're always, I think we're always going to fight that as coaches now, just because of Instagram and social media and CrossFit that, you know, people always want that intensity, the orange theories out there, the F45s, that that's their bread and butter is 
we're going to give you that intense workout. And I think that the difference between them and us is that if we can communicate recovery, mobility, and show them that, yeah, you can still train intensely, but, you know, you also need to do this other stuff that you can have more longevity um, with your career and training and not getting injured. Because, I mean, the purpose of training people, we want to get them obviously to lose weight, to build muscle, to feel good. And it doesn't help when you just beat them down to the ground every single week and then they're always hurt and always trying to get back into it. Yeah, I love that, Frankie. So true, man. Now I'm going to lead into the nutrition because as we're saying, like with the Orange Series, F45s and all that, they're kind of beating clients up now with nutrition. One of the biggest things I see is people um, under eating. So I know you're running um, food camp over there. Yeah. With um, nutrition. And yeah, one of the biggest things I see over here is um, yeah, people under eating. So what have you got to say about that, Frankie? What's um, a common thing you see with nutrition? What's the biggest problem you see from general pop? I would say the biggest issue I see with people these days is drastically under eating during the week and then overeating on the weekends and then confusion of why the scale's not changing. Yeah. Um, and then you add in high intensity training all the time. Yes. Um, and all your body is trying to, all your body is, is under stress, right? It is, you're drastically underfeeding it. So it's stressed out. Then you're drastically overfeeding it on the weekend with booze and, you know, eating. And then you're trying to out-train all that, what you've done on the weekend. And your body's just constantly in stress. So it's just holding on to that fat. And, you know, there's research to show now from the biggest loser, you know, the study. I don't know if you've looked into those, but 85% of the contestants from the biggest loser gain their weight back plus some. And that the, they actually increase their fat cells um, when they gain that weight back. And one of the reasons is because of all the stress that they put their body under when they've drastically under ate, overtrained, their body holds on to fat. And then when you overfeed, it creates bigger fat cells just because it doesn't know if you know, you starve it again, if it's going to have enough energy to produce the output that you're going to be, that it needs to get like, through all the training, right? Um, so those are some of the biggest trends I still see is people still um, just under eating Monday through Friday, overeating Saturday and Sunday, or overeating Friday through Sunday. And that, um, I think that people, a lot of times, they don't understand how many calories they eat there. And also, like, I guess you probably see it too, right? Um, yeah, man. Where they're under, under reporting calories, you know, they tell you that they're eating 1400 calories. But realistically, when you teach them how to track their food properly, they realize they're eating way more than just 1400 calories sometimes. Um, That's so true, man. Even like simple things like not even tracking your olive oil and just things like that, not tracking your cappuccinos, they all add up. You yeah, know? the oils, I think, are the biggest one for a lot of people. And, you know, I always, the hardest part, and I think I'm getting better at it too as a coach now as I keep evolving, is not demonizing foods, right? Um, not saying that olive oil is bad for you because it's definitely good for you and it has a purpose in a diet. Yeah. But when it comes to terms of weight loss, which 90% of the people that I deal with are weight loss uh, fat loss claims that it's not a good tool to use when we're actually losing weight. You know, when we get you down to where you want to be, you know, we can start adding olive oils back in, but 
I had a client, uh, what was it, probably about six months ago, and we're looking at her logs and everything like that, and, you know, I know she knows how to track, and then I ask her, finally, I'm like, are you using oils when you cook? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, you're not tracking it? And she's like, well, I use it for my whole meal prep, so I figured it wasn't, like, that much. I'm like, well, how many, you know, how many, how much oil are you using? She's like, I don't know. So we kind of calculated that. She was probably doing anywhere from three to 500 calories in oils per day, which that maybe 1,500 calories they're tracking ends up being 2,000, which could be, is the difference between being in a calorie deficit and being, you know, at maintenance or in a surplus. Oh, it's huge. And for you guys that don't understand calories much, that's like pretty much a Big Mac. Like it's, it's a lot of calories. Then you add that up at the end of a week, man, it's a lot. It's Sorry. a whole, it's a whole not, it's a whole nother meal sometimes, you know? Yeah. So I explain why we don't use oils and things like that. Um, same thing with, you know, with peanut butters, almond butters, things like that. I feel once a person gets to a certain point in their nutrition journey, um, that they can start adding that stuff in because they they when they truly understand calories and they understand macros a lot better which a lot of people don't yeah. um then i feel confident in them using that stuff but until then you know those are some of the foods that i just i don't say they can't have them i just suggest probably limiting those to maybe a handful of times per month if that just because they can get tricky and they're they're typically foods that we overeat um Again, not that it's not healthy for you, but it's almost like a processed food, man. It is super hard. I was having this conversation earlier with a client of mine. He was coming in telling me that he was doing protein pancakes and then he was doing some almond butter. And I told him, I was like, man, I haven't had almond butter in probably like two years because personally for me, I know it's a trigger food for me and that if I have it, I end up, even if I'm tracking it, I feel like I don't have control over it because I'm constantly just thinking about eating that almond butter or that peanut butter. And um, that becomes an obsessive kind of personality. And that's where we get in trouble with overeating um, and things like that too. So a lot of the times, yeah, I think going back to your original question is underestimating calories for a lot of people is probably now the biggest concern that I see with people. Yeah. Oh, it's huge, man. We, we get a lot here too. And one thing I've found is um, even like the initial process going through food camp, people, they'll tell you one thing and then like they forget to log something or they drop off for one day. And it's just not about being perfect. They just, they kind of want to get it all perfect every day with their proteins, fats and carbs. But mm. one thing that I've, mm-hmm. I just say, just get breakfast logged. You know, that's, like just start logging, just being more aware. Like you said, with the almond butters, olive oils, it's awareness, end of the day. And I know Jason's huge on that. Um, yeah, I'm big on awareness now as well too. And you know, I'll tell you about a client that I have. Been working with this lady for, we're coming up on close to a year and a half now. Um, probably for the first year, she didn't lose weight at all. Um, nothing because we had so many things that we needed to fix with just her overall lifestyle with her sleep. Um, she was a doctor. Um, she, you know, always had, she was always, always had her pager on. So her sleep, she rarely slept that long. We're talking four to five hours a night. She would wake up and go do these high intensity classes, orange theories, um, hit trainings, 
at five in the morning, come home, and then she'd have to put her mom hat on and be a mom to three kids. And then from there, she had to go to work. And the type of doctor she is, she deals with um, cancer patients and kids who have cancer, um, which is a very stressful job. And she'd be there all day and she would drastically under eat or she would avoid certain foods all the time. And then she would drink on the weekends and that constant cycle, repeat, 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 right? Um, for the first year, we literally just worked on her, her sleep. We worked on increasing her protein. We worked on reducing her stress. I actually eliminated any high intensity or cardio training from her for one year and solely just focused on strength training. You know, fast forward to, to today, um, a couple of things, big things we learned was we created awareness around that. She was eating off her kids' plates, which was adding up to an additional two to 300 calories extra per day. Um, and that she was, um, she had issues with protein powders. Um, anytime she, she drank protein powders, it would bloat her out. She wasn't having regular bowel movements for a week after. And she was doing protein shakes for two to three years before she even started working with me. So wow. her gut was just terrible. Um, you know, but fast forward to now today, she's created so much awareness around these areas of things that sometimes, you know, people, when they hear us talk about like sleep and reducing stress and reducing cardio and increasing strength training, things like that. They're always like, yeah, 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 yeah. But tell me what I have to do. And you're like kind of hitting at home. And some of the big things we've realized with her was that just reducing stress and just sleeping more, just right there alone, she's down now almost 20 pounds in the last six months because we fixed all these other areas in her life and we created awareness around her snacking on food, uh, mindlessly at work, eating off her kids' plates. Like that was another thing was at work. She was like, yeah, I'd sit there and just eat almonds. You know, I thought they're, they're healthy, right? Not realizing the calorie impact and not understanding calories. You know, it's she, and we come to realize she'd been trying to lose weight now for probably the last, 10 years or so since she stopped having kids and had zero success and was so confused and didn't understand what was going on. She thought she was, wasn't eating that much because she wouldn't eat really during the day. Um, and she would snack around. She was training her ass off like all the time, five, six days a week. And she was just super confused. And it was when we started creating awareness around you know, her food, around her sleep, around her training, around her stress. And we started fixing those things that now she's literally, every time she texts me, I like look at my phone and it's like, boom, I lost another half pound. I lost another pound. Like, I can't even believe it right now. Like she couldn't even believe when people, like she thought her scale was broken <laughs> because, you know, she had wait, you know, the last 10 years wasted so much time and trying to fix all these like trying to do the wrong things essentially yeah um so yeah it's been it's it's crazy to see like when people get it you know it's i think that's the most fulfilling thing as a coach is watching your clients and you know these people when they really start understanding it and you know you can just hear it in the way they talk back to you in the sense of that they get it and that's when it's really exciting too and when they buy into 
you know, what really works and not all these fad diets and detoxes and juice cleanses and things like that, right? That's who we're fighting against, man, you know? And and I think that's the hardest bit, just telling them, um, because I run that food camp and that's pretty much two weeks of just education. I'm like, all right, guys, look, in two weeks, you're not going to see drastic results, you know? We're going to go backwards before we go forwards. And I think that's the hardest part, getting them getting them going with a reverse diet because um yeah as coaches our approach is fixing them from the inside out and um it's just hard because we've all been conditioned to have instant results everything we see on social media instagram facebook you know lose 10 kilos in 10 days and then we tell them to slow it down and stop training and eat more they're thinking what's going on here so yeah, and I, and I get clients too. And you know, like I said, you know, I, our demographic is moms. So anywhere from 35 to 50. And some of these older moms, it's just they grew up in the era where it was you don't eat. Like you lose weight, you just don't eat. Yeah. Right. Um, and now it's trying to combat that. Uh, and that's kind of why I created food. I created Food Camp. Obviously, um, the great name that you came up with. Um, so I got to give you credit for that, um, coming up with food camp, but it was genius. Like when you said that, uh, when, you know, when we were in San Diego, like it clicked in my head and something else we were talking about over there. And, you know, I brought myself back. I think it was, um, Christy when she was talking and telling her story, um, about when she started her boot camp and things like that, it, it brought me back to when I, you know, when I was, you know, after high school, I went and I, bat- I battled depression for a little bit. I stopped working out. I got into do- using drugs and, you know, I, I got to, a- I was in a bad place for a while. And I remember like when I started pulling myself out of that bad place and, you know, I didn't have anyone there. I didn't have a coach there to help me out. I felt like alone, but I knew I just needed it. I was tired of feeling that way, the way I was feeling. So I started working out again after a year and I remember it just started with like two or three days a week. And that was it. I committed to doing that. And then, you know, fast forward a couple months later and I'm working out five, six days a week again. I'm starting to feel better. But then at that point, I just, honestly, I just wanted abs. Yeah. 20, 21, 22 years old. I was like, you know what? I want abs. In your um, prom, man. In your prom. <laughs> yeah. And I was just, you know, just all based off of looks, you know. And I didn't had nowhere to, I didn't know where to start I had a buddy who's like oh you should try paleo so I started researching paleo I remember even going to like the Nutra shop which is like a vitamin store over here and you know talking to the guy and I was just like thought he knew everything which now I know like he knew nothing um I was like oh what about paleo and he started laughing at me and so like I was like all right well I'm not going to this guy for help right and so I didn't have anyone so I I just started trying to do everything on my own and to kind of give you um, where I started from, just it'll be what I'm 29, I turned 30 in about a month. So it was 21, 22, not that long ago, eight years. Yeah. I started, I was like, I'm going to eat healthy then. So this was what I thought eating healthy was. I would eat egg whites and then I'd eat oatmeal in the morning. But I thought oatmeal was like cereal. I never ate oatmeal before, but I thought it was like cereal and it said heart healthy on the box. So I thought it was good for you, um, which it is. And I didn't know that you cooked it. I thought it was cereal. So I'd pour it in a bowl with milk and just eat it. Oh, wow. Um, And that's where I started from. Literally four egg whites with nothing on it. 
and oatmeal and milk, 2% milk. And then for lunch, after my workout, I ate a lot of, um, I don't know if you guys, you guys have Subways out there, right? Yeah, yeah, we go Subway. Yeah, so I had six, The you know, I saw all the commercials, the Jared, how he lost all the weight. Um, and so I, you know, I fell for it. All right, six inch, I'm going to do a turkey. So I literally used to do like the $5 foot long turkeys after workouts. And then I wouldn't eat again till dinner. Whatever was for dinner, I'd have half of that. And kind of that was my story. And then, you know, that was kind of it for a while. And then on the weekends, you know, I'm 21. My friends would go out to bars and whatnot. So then I would drink all weekend and then get fast food and constantly just going through this cycle over and over again of, I would do really good during the week and then I'd do terrible on the weekend, do really good during the week, do terrible on the weekend. And, you know, it took me three, almost three years to lose 25 pounds to finally get my abs. And it took a lot of overtraining and it took a lot of um, under eating during the week, overeating. And so when I created food camp, you know, when I thought about it, I was like, I took me back to the time when I was that, that, that 21 year old and I kept going to that loop and I had no one there to ask questions to. I had no one there to help me, to show me the right way. And I wanted to create food camp as a way to start educating people on the right way to track their food so that they don't have to go through what I went through three years, you know, to achieve their goal. And a lot of people quit after, you know, just two months. Right. Um, so food camp became that it, for me, it's coming from a place of, I know I've been in your shoes before, you know, I know what it's like to constantly try to lose weight and not be successful. And, think you're doing everything right and you know are just don't know what's going on because the scale is not moving the way you thought it should and yeah. that you think you're doing everything right and that you're hopeless and that you're at that point where you just don't know what to do and you're ready to give up you know that's what I want I want those people you know I want them coming into food camp I want yeah. to show them the proper way to track their food the proper way to you know, increase their protein and, you know, step by step. Now food camp for me has turned from food camp level one to food camp level two into my group coaching, which is a 12 week program. And then, you know, each way we're kind of stepping you towards where you need to go. Right. And I tell people the same thing in the beginning, we're probably not going to lose weight, but you're going to learn how to track your food the right way. And you're going to learn more about calories. You're going to learn more about your body. And we're going to start doing all the other things that are important during these, these next four weeks. And then everyone that moves on to like level two, you know, then we start adding in, I'm going to teach you how to track your carbs and your fats now. Um, and then the 12 week program is more. And then the 12 week program is more coaching in the sense of now you know how to track now we can really dive in on all areas of nutrition um and really get the ball rolling with results during these 12 weeks so instead of spending the next three to four years frustrated and mad you know you can invest in yourself for the next you know six months and get real education and real coaching that's going to actually help you get towards where you want to be or at least understand why you're not getting to where you're at and what roadblocks you're facing. Yeah, man, that's huge. And that's because I've got that um, food camp and then I've got food with Matt. So food with Matt's my ongoing coaching. 
And that's one thing I found early on when I first started nutrition coaching. I'll throw everyone in that one big um, nutrition coaching, but they had no awareness. No one knew how to track calories and they're with people that have been tracking for six months. Mm-hmm. So um, that's exactly what I found. So I'll get them started in the food camp. That's an education process. We really slow it down, explain what calories are, and then slowly introduce them to macros. And then we start talking a bit about biofeedback later on. But yeah, I've just thought about keeping it, keeping it real simple, man, because I know myself, it took me a while to understand all these calorie macros and stuff. And early on, I think we just kind of assume people know it. Yeah, definitely. So it's just I mean, a step back, okay. I think how, when we were in San Diego, it, that's kind of what really hit me. And it, it made me pull myself back to, again, that 21-year-old that didn't know what to do. And then I have to realize, like, when people tell me, oh, yeah, I tracked my food, that, you know, not that I don't believe them, but they're probably not doing it right. Yeah. And that they've never had anyone actually teach them because no one taught me. And I remember when I first started tracking macros, you know, it was when the, if it fits your macros, uh, yeah. error was pretty big. And, you know, I bought an ebook and I calculated my macros and had them and started tracking and trying to have ice cream every day and all this stuff. And I remember just getting frustrated because I couldn't hit my numbers and, you know, I quit at tracking after a week. And then about a year later, I was like, you know what, I'm going to go back to it. I know I'm not going to understand it right away, but I'm going to keep working at it and eventually I'll get it. And so that's what happened. I just self-taught myself how to do it. And obviously social media now, it wasn't as big still when I was first starting to track. Um, But now there's so many tools out there too as well. And I think the hardest part for people is they keep getting conflicting things. Well, this person said you should do this and this person said you should do that. And I tell everyone that comes in food camp, I'm going to teach you the way that I know how to do it um if you just stick to one way you're gonna have success it's the same thing with training right if you keep trying to bounce around with all your different training um it's very hard to have success in it you know when you're you know you you start a program and you go one week and you're like all right and then i'm gonna do this you know it's like all right i'm gonna strength train i'm building muscle and then you go from one week of trying to build muscle then all of a sudden you go to i'm gonna do yoga now for a week yeah. And you go from yoga and, you know, you're just bouncing around, you yeah. know, it all works if you just stick to it. Right. And I always tell people just stick to this way and just keep doing it. And then as you evolve your nutrition, things will change naturally for you because you're going to evolve. You're going to learn more about yourself and you know, the way you track your food, the way you track your macros will change as you change too. Um, and I really push home like sustainability and, um you know flexibility is sustainability and i never tell people they can't have certain foods um i i tell people that you know i'm not in that i'm not going to give you a short-term fix i'm done with giving meal plans to people and telling them to follow it i don't want to do that anymore because it's not doing anything for you yeah. Um, I want you to have success and it's going to take time. And, you know, I have a, a client in uh, New York, actually, she started with me probably about May, um, you know, and now fast forward, we didn't lose, we didn't lose much weight at all in the first three months because it was a lot of changing the habits that she built. She yeah. was used to going to get coffee in the morning and getting um, a pastry with that coffee she was used to snacking on candy while she was at work going to places for lunch 
um, you know, and then, yeah, I should eat healthier for dinner, but yeah. it's all those other times, right? And so Man, having dude. to break those habits and teaching somebody like, hey, like you actually do need to meal prep, like that's a super important um, trait for somebody who has success. They meal prep and they have a lot of their meals planned and they eat most of their meals at home. And um, it took a long time. We're at a point now, right? The first three months and it took a lot of coaching in the sense to, to make her buy into the fact that like, Hey, I'm paying a lot of money to this dude and he's supposed to help me lose weight and I'm not losing weight. And, you know, she just trusted it because she realized that I actually did care about her and that I am invested in her results. And, you know, fast forward to, what was it? A couple days ago, she texted me. She, so she's been on two vacations. She went on one in August and then she went on one in October, the beating October. Both times she came back from vacation, she didn't track her food. She, didn't, she tried to make better decisions, but, you know, she still enjoyed herself. She was so excited that she didn't gain any weight on both of her vacations. She just texted me again that we're almost at, I think we're getting close to the 40-pound mark just in the last three months wow. for her. And we didn't lose any weight for the first three months, right? So the second half, the next three months, the weight just started coming off because she was doing all the things necessarily necessary to have success. She yeah. was meal prepping constantly. She was meal prepping more than she ever had. She was bringing her lunches to work. She would always text me pictures of her lunch because she was just proud that she would like, she was shocked that she was doing all this. Um, every time she, you know, would have wins, I'd have her write little things on post-its and put it on her computer at work to always remind her of what she was doing and why she was doing it. So that when she got temptations that. at work, um, she could look down at that post-it and it just reminded her of like what she was doing. And instead of eating, you know, five of the candies in the lunchroom, you know, she's like, I'm so proud of myself. I only had one of them. Um, instead of going and getting, um, like a pastry at the coffee place. She's like, I'm super happy. I only got a coffee and I only got a black coffee. Um, you know, it started, those little wins started adding up for her and up. then the results started happening for her. And now she's fully bought in um, to it. She's even to the point now where, you know, she's in New York city. It, she'll get off work. Sometimes she, she misses her workout in the morning and she'll go at like seven o'clock at night now, just because it's so part of her routine. And she yeah, doesn't want to miss that as well. Right. And we've just created habits for her now. And I told her like now the weight, you know, our goal is to get her over 40 pounds before the holiday season. And then we'll maintain through the holiday season. And then come January, we're going to hit it hard. You know, her goal is to get, down I believe like 50 to 60 pounds total and that you know by the time we hit our year mark together that we're pretty damn close to that 50 pound mark and again a lot of people who are listening to this you know she didn't lose any weight for the first three months right? told us in the but, she, but she trusted it and you know we kept dialing in on those habits and just beating them at home and Sometimes I feel like a broken drum or, you know, like a, you know, just constantly re repeating myself to, to uh, people. But I keep telling them now, if I say something multiple times and you hear it multiple times, it's probably really important. And it's things that I do 
You know, I preach what I practice personally, yeah, right? I meal prep every day. I try to, I strive to get the seven to nine hours of sleep. I try to move more throughout the day. Um, you know, I'm just as normal as you. I still struggle sometimes with telling myself not to, I can't go out to eat and those things as well, you know? Man, we're human, you know, like, and I was the same. I used to be in construction, used to have a beer every day, pretty much. Come home, have a beer. Didn't mm -hmm. want to just to sit at home and you know you change your life through habits it's just about yeah. replacing, replacing the bad with the good you know everyone can yeah. do it man and, and how you said repeating yourself and i feel exactly the same because um i just wish man like i, I told I, I put uh instagram story up the other the other day about um 1200 calorie diets. i said if i was one of those fitness gurus i could be a multi-millionaire I could just sell everyone a thousand calorie diet, 1200 calorie diet and run an ad and bang, there you go. But you know, we want to do things the right way. That's why it's frustrating. And why would we tell people to eat more if we want it better for them? You know, yeah, so and, I think it's and just and nice and find your tribe and yeah, man. Mm -hmm. I, and, and I mean, there's, there's, there's always going to be those people in there that they, they're going to fall for the 1200 calorie and, you know, I kind of say now that I'm that coach for you when you've tried all the Instagram models, diets, all their workout programs, and you've tried them all and you failed and you failed and you failed. When you think you fa when you failed enough, you're going to come to me and we're going to do things the right way. Because I always tell people too, when they're struggling with like, well, I'm not losing weight yet. It's been a month or two months or three months or four months, whatever it is. I tell them like, just pay, like trust the process, right? We need to trust the process your way hasn't worked up to this point so why not give me at least six months at least one year to try a different way that you haven't tried yet and let's see if it works what do you have to lose at this point you've already come to me because you haven't lost weight and you've been trying to lose weight for the last 15 to 20 years you know so might as well invest and trust in this process right um and you know i used to be i i you know i tell i openly say it now i failed people in the past yeah i was that coach giving out meal plans i was that coach telling people you can't don't eat dairy um make sure you eat breakfast every day um don't eat sugary food or like don't eat certain things like saying no 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 follow my meal plan here here's the cookie cutter meal plan follow it 100%. i failed people in the i failed them in the past and i admit to it openly but not anymore, not anymore. And, you know, as I've evolved as a coach, I've adopted a certain way of how to do things with clients. And, you know, this, it works, it works. And, you know, again, the broken record, there's a couple things, you know, I, I wrote a blog or a, an email this morning and I also post on social media. It was um, 10 habits for dietary success. You know, it was like, one was meal meal prep plan and planning. Number two was eat at home. Three was accountability or hiring a coach. Four was getting rid of trigger foods out of your house. Five was limiting alcohol. Six, reduce stress. Seven was sleep more. Eight, drink more water. Nine is move more. And 10, do what makes you happy. Yeah. Um, you know, those things are constantly, you talk to me again in 10 years, I'm probably preaching the same thing unless there's some type of science out to show that I'm wrong with something, which I'll be happily to admit that I am. But until then, I'm going to keep preaching what works. Definitely, man.
I was actually in another coach before I started coaching with Jason. I'm not going to say who it was, but I was in another. Um, he's one of the big guys in the fitness industry, and I'm um, all about the marketing and you know lose 21 or whatever 21, yeah. 21 days, you know. And I just used like they used to send me a script and say I kind of run this ad. Then it got to a point where I'm like, man, I just can't do it. It's not me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I could have had probably yeah. two locations by now, even three, because it's just a system. But man, it's just like we want we want to help people, you know, the right way. I don't want I just don't want a bunch of transformations. And then after those six week program, they come back and say, Look, I've just gained all that weight back. Yeah, we've I've done that. We've done that. I've done it again. I failed as a coach. We've done that as a gym. We've I'm done that. Definitely. It, it, too, you lo- lose 20 pounds and get your money back type of thing. Man, um, You know, and just marketed the shit out of it. Got a ton of people in. It was all a numbers game, right? Yeah. Um, everybody's on the same meal plan, eating a bunch of bullshit. And, you know, I don't think I helped any of those people. Yeah, yeah I got their money and it helped legit, you know, things. But like at the end, am I gonna feel okay with doing that? I just can't either. You know, I had a coach before, Jason as well too, and it was very similar. It was just, it was a bunch of smoke and mirrors, and I didn't feel com- comfortable doing it that way. Uh, I mean, yeah, that person, dude's making over a million dollars, right? Um, but. I can't live with myself personally if I coach people that way. And I, you know, I've seen other coaches now through Jason and things that are doing things the right way. And those are the people I want to associate with. And that's the type of coaching I want. And that's the kind of success I want with my business is teaching people how to do things the right way and not just getting you in the door, buying my thousand dollar program. If you're going to invest a thousand dollars into me, I want to make sure that you're getting what you need from me, right? You're getting ten thousand um, back in value. That's what you I know, and I and I think too, one of the big things I've had to realize as a coach now is you get to a point realizing that also that you can't always help every single person. Yeah. Right? That, you know, you can only do you can only give as much as they're willing to give back, right? Yeah. Um, I can't call you every single day to make sure you're eating what you're supposed to. I can't, you know, check in with you multiple times a day. Um, I think that was the hard part, you know, in the beginning used to think, man, I'm not a good coach or can't help people. And I would ignore all the people that I was helping and that were actually getting real changes because of the people that uh, they missed a workout. Oh, I can't come today. I can't come today. Oh man, I did, ate terrible today, right? Yeah. I focused so much on those people and realizing that those people aren't ready for change yet. They're not ready to really make the big changes that they need to. They say they want to lose weight, they say they want to build muscle, but they're not willing to put in the work. And that is another realization. I think this year has been a big realization for me with so many different things with coaching and things like that. That going into 2020, um, I honestly do think that I will be the best coach that I've ever been so far um, with helping clients just with the type of coach that I am now too. Yeah, man. And I even saw that with you over there, man, when we did that beach workout and the way you ran that meditation, like you got that Mm -hmm. gift, you know, connecting with people and yeah, man, definitely 2020 is going to be huge for you, Frankie. Yeah. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for food camp to be fully 
rolled out um, in 2020 and be part of the business. And, um, you know, I think one thing touching back real quick on nutrition is one of the big things that I'm focusing on is that too, you know, like I said, that, you know, not everybody is willing to be coached and not everyone will. And I've had to realize that not everyone is ready for macros yet either too. Yeah. Um, one of the big things I've been working on a lot of this with the clients at the gym is just doing food swaps. Right. Um, yeah. if you see my posts and you go on my Instagram, I have a whole line of, of foods, right. Of like, instead of doing peanut butter, you're doing powdered peanut butter. Instead of doing mayo on your sandwich, you're using Greek yogurt. And all of a sudden we're sit, we're, we're starting to lower calories to get you into a deficit without you even having to diet yet and you know really starting to connect the dots with really assessing people with where they're currently at and then helping them with what meeting them with where they're at and then helping them along that journey i think for the longest time as macro coaches right we get stuck in the just trying to get everyone to track their macros track their macros when in reality not everyone's ready to be at that point yet but if you do it the right way you can get them to that point yeah, definitely, man. And I know me, like myself in the past, from experience, um, I had mates all competing in bodybuilding. They said, you know, the only way to see results, you got to track. And I said, no, nah, no way, man. I'm following Greg Plitt. You know, he was my idol. And um, he was big on the zero carb, man, higher fat, high protein. And I did that stuff. So I've got a similar story to you too, Frankie. I won't go through it today. But um, yeah, just training the house down and under eating. And then, man, it took me a while. And then once I realized um you know how big it was keeping a food diary food journal uh made it yeah changed everything for me and I, i've even doled back my training wasn't training twice a day like i was doing weights in the morning boxing at night and i was probably eating about two thousand calories man you know but that's what people don't understand with um it, yeah it's a pain in the ass tracking food keeping a food journal, but man, you can sustain it. If you go out and have a wine or a beer, you can track that. You can allow it. So, Yeah. And again, flexibility equals sustainability. And I was doing the same thing. I was lifting weights in the morning and doing circuits at night. And I just burnt myself out with it to the point where I fell out of love with training. And, you know, if it wasn't for training and weightlifting, I wouldn't even be in this field and I wouldn't be coaching people. And, so it took me to have to pull back and start falling back in love with training um, and doing nutrition the right way where honestly, right at this point, I feel like I, you know, love training so much because I understand it so much more and I understand nutrition and my body so much more than ever that I have so much fun with training now because of all that too. And that's the kind of stuff I want to keep coaching people and showing them um, how to fall in love with the, all this. Yeah, definitely, man. And then, and then once you see it click in people, man, it's it's just huge. You know, there's no better reward, man. I love, I love this industry. It's given me so much, and it gives you so much more every day when you see those clients. Um, you know, trust what you say and and back them. Yeah. it's like another family, and that's kind of what we decided a long time ago when we opened our doors was that that this faster fitness was going to be a second home for people. That yeah. that was going to be their getaway and that this was they're gonna we're gonna create friendships here and we're gonna create relationships here and you know that's exactly what we've done so far and it's i honestly wouldn't do it any other way yeah 
No, I love that, Frankie, man. You can tell you're super passionate, bro. I love it, man. Yeah, it, man. it gets me. I'm ready for my next session now, man. I'm really. <laughs> it's, early, it's early over there. We're in the afternoon. We're still on, th- we're still on Halloween here. Oh, man. Happy Halloween. So, yeah. A happy November for you guys. Oh, thanks, man. But um, anyway, Frankie, we'll just wrap it up now, man. Um, where can people reach you, man? Yeah, What's you can. Jump on uh, Instagram. He's got some great content about food swaps, like he was just saying. And yeah, Frankie, tell them where they can reach you, man. Yeah, Instagram. I It is at coach underscore fast underscore hands underscore four, the, the number four, and then the letter U. Um, so coach fast hands for you. And then you can also go to find me on my website, which is www.4, the number four, you, dash nutrition.com. That's for you dash nutrition.com. Um, those are probably the best places to find me right now. I'll, I'll link, I'll link them for you in, um, in the show notes awesome. anyway. But, um, yes, yeah, awesome. I appreciate you. It's been a pleasure, brother. I hope to As see always, you. Man. I won't be in America this December, but um, I'll be out there next Feb, man, for the next um, the next meeting, bro. So hopefully see you then. All man. right. I will see you then, brother. Thank you so much. Frankie, take care, brother. Thanks, man. All right. Bye. Bye.